Also, we're going to kind of transition to the next part of our gathering. Um, as Joey mentioned during the invitations, unfortunately, Pastor Devin is not here today. So, um, but he did prepare a little uh, video devotional um, thought for us. So we want to go ahead and play that now and just draw your attention to the big screen. Morning, PCLA family. As I'm sure many of you have already heard, I tested positive for COVID this morning. And so as I communicated that to other leaders in the church, we decided that probably the best thing would be for me to record a brief meditation to share with you all via recording, which sucks. It's like a throwback to three years ago, and I can't stand it. It's so depersonalized, and um, but we thought that this would be the best thing for us to do today. And so in light of the fact that baptisms are next week, we're going to be dunking people in an inflatable hot tub in Upside Down during our gathering next week. I thought what I could do today is simply show together how baptism and Holy Spirit are linked in Scripture together, um, because we're in this series on Holy Spirit. The reason we're doing this series is because uh, much Christian discipleship in America is done with Holy Spirit on the sidelines as kind of a secondary but really unnecessary, non-urgent kind of topic for us to learn. While in the scriptures, Holy Spirit is the primary gift of the gospel. That's a problem. And so we are seeking as a church, as we've emphasized this year, what did we what's our emphasis for this year? Can you remind me? Learning to pray. As we're learning to pray, we are engaging with the realm of Holy Spirit, turning our attention to God, relying on Him, listening for His voice and leading, and engaging the spiritual realm. Many of you have encountered more Holy Spirit in this last year than you had ever thought possible for you because you thought, I'm just a, a normal old me. I am not super spiritual. I am certainly not a leader or a pastor or an elder. And so my measure of Holy Spirit is probably something that kind of blends together with my reading of the Bible or prayer. And actually, you've begun to learn that Holy Spirit is a person that you can dwell with and learn to follow and enjoy. So baptism and Holy Spirit is our topic for today. We are in Mark chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Read along with me. You have it printed out in your weekly liturgy because the liturgies weren't yet printed, but by the time we found out I had COVID, so it was perfect. We were able to adjust on the fly. So would you stand with me as I am standing right now recording this video, and we will read the scriptures together. Mark 1, 7 and 8. He, that is John the baptizer, the forerunner before Jesus, proclaimed, One who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now briefly, I want us to simply look at how is Jesus the one who baptizes us with Holy Spirit, and how is that tied to baptism, the physical act with water? Baptism, to put really simply, was something that John took 
from the temple and the cleansing rituals with water where sacrifices and priests would be cleansed and other people who had defilement through various things written in the Old Testament law that prohibited them from entering into the presence of God in the temple until they had washed themselves with water in this sacred ritual in the outer courts of the temple, John took that that was central to temple life and brought it into the wilderness, into the public life where God's people, everyday people were dwelling. And he said, repent and be baptized. What he meant by repent was simply to turn from your ways and begin to live in God's ways. Turn from living on your own with me at the center and live with God at the center. You'll notice that our first value as a church is to live Jesus-centered. That's what repentance is, is turning from me-centered to Christ-centered. And so John said, repent and be baptized. It's important to realize that there is no repentance apart from tangible action. There is no true repentance apart from tangible action. So, baptism was the way that all who heard John's message of repentance followed through in faith to be baptized. So, John says, you know, I'm baptizing you with water, but the one who's coming after me that I am softening your hearts in preparation for, he is going to baptize you with something infinitely greater. With me, it's water. With him, it's Holy Spirit. So, what exactly is this that he says, John says, Jesus baptizes us with in Holy Spirit? Well, Holy Spirit is the one whom Jesus sends. All the promises of God are fulfilled in the sending of Holy Spirit to dwell within the people of God. John here is telling us that in being baptized on this side of Jesus by his life, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, we are dead to our old self-centered ways of sinfulness and raised into new life with God, as the printer next to me begins to print. So, because of Jesus in the gospel, where he died with us for our sin, when we are baptized, Romans 6 says that we die in his death to our old way of living. And that when we are brought up, that's, that's um, uh, shown in and acted out in being taken underneath the water. We are uh, buried into the chaos of water and waves. Just as Israel was led through the wilderness and the Red Sea in the Exodus, and 1 Corinthians says that that was their baptism into Moses, we are taken through the baptismal waters into Christ and raised with him in new life. Because if we will die to our life centered on us, Holy Spirit will come in and fill that void and bring us into life with God. And so friends, this morning, I simply want to urge everyone in the hearing of my voice, if you have not been baptized, to take the simple step that can be so scary, but life, life 
following Jesus in faith is always scary because it's entrusting ourselves to Jesus, to him outside of us. And we say, man, if, if I'm going to trust myself to you, you better come through or I'm going to feel like a fool. I'm going to feel empty. I'll feel let down and I won't know what I think. God can only be faithful. If Jesus is alive, he can only be faithful to all who wait upon him, to all who take steps of risk for his sake. And so if you haven't been baptized, I would urge you to see that the gift of baptism is not merely an activity that you can do to proclaim your faith in Jesus, but is a necessary step in your following of Jesus because it's a sacrament. Sacrament comes from the Latin word sacramentum, which means mystery. This is very important. Just as the Lord's Supper is a mysterious participation in the death of Christ, baptism is a participation in the death and resurrection into new life by Holy Spirit. Now, the mystery is that God takes a physical act. In the Lord's Supper, it's the taking and eating of bread and wine. In baptism, it's being immersed into the waters, hands held by another believer who has gone before us and raised up in new life, pulled up out of the waters. The mystery is that God uses physical realities to infuse them with spiritual power in a way that he does not do in other ways. So, what you and I cannot believe is that God will do everything in our life if we're not baptized that he would have done anyway had we been baptized. In the New Testament, the first thing you do when you believe in Jesus is get dunked, is get baptized. We would be fools, we would be rebelling against God's revealed will if we think that, uh, that the sacrament of baptism is an optional add-on rather than a necessary step of obedience. And my invitation to you is to know that there is more of the presence and power of God for you to encounter. There is more Holy Spirit for you to become familiar with and realize the power of if you would take the step of being baptized. So, you can scan the QR code on your weekly liturgy or on the back of the seat in front of you. There is a form that you can fill out. It's very simple. We do not do spontaneous baptisms because we want everyone who is being baptized to be informed and accept what is being done in baptism, that you are immersed in Jesus, but you're also immersed in the church. And so we would call you to become members of the church and to see that there is no following Jesus without belonging in the church as well. And that's just conviction that we see clearly in Scripture. And we want everyone who is baptized into Jesus to know what they are being baptized into with Jesus. So, if you have been baptized, now is a moment for you to realize and remember that you have been sealed with Holy Spirit by your baptism into Christ that you have Holy Spirit. And so today, press in a bit more to the opportunity and believe afresh that even you and I, who so often feel mundane and mediocre in our following of Jesus, can in an instant 
by turning towards Holy Spirit and inviting Holy Spirit to flood from that little well that is sealed within us and take over our whole lives. That can happen again this morning. And so I trust that as you turn to pray, Holy Spirit will fill the room and will help you all to encounter Him afresh, to be filled with Him afresh, and to remember the gift of the gospel, that because Jesus died with your death, with your sin, and was raised to new life, you too, together, among us, can experience the wholeness of life in Him afresh this morning. So, let us pray, let us turn, and let us invite Holy Spirit to come and rest deeply and powerfully among us this morning. Jesus, I pray for my brothers and my sisters gathered together this morning that you would meet them powerfully. In Christ's name, amen. I love you, church. I'm so sad that I'm not with you this morning, but I know that Jesus will be faithful to you. Devin. Yay, Devin. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. I'm Yi Yi. I'll be leading us in a time of corporate worship. So as Devin mentioned, this year we're learning to pray. We are setting aside time every Sunday to um, pray corporately. Um, and as he talked about baptism and the coming of the Holy Spirit, let's pray in the spirit of inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives, um, inviting him to do his work of convicting us of sin, cleansing us and filling us, filling our deepest needs and desires and sending us out to be made more.